0: Hello and welcome to The Forum, a podcast from Slate Church hosted by myself, Luke Betker, and Brandon Richardson, bringing you ideas, perspective, conversations, and interviews. Thanks for tuning in. All right, welcome to The Forum. Glad to have you tuning in. Uh, for another episode, we're excited to be here today. Excited to be able to talk and, and see what we get up to. My name is Luke Betker. I'm one of the lead pastors of Slay Church. Sitting across from me is Brandon Richardson, also one of the lead pastors. Welcome, Brandon. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Very well. It's a beautiful day when we're recording. Beautiful. It's like as nice as it gets. We got the window open beside us, the sun is shining, the grass is green. I, I'm ready to go sit outside lying the grass.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think uh, we're going to try some stuff out this summer and probably record a little bit from uh, remote locations, by the beach, by the... We're working. We're working.
0: <laughs> yeah, wherever we find ourselves, we'll just be recording there. I'm fine to do that. I think it's going to be nice. Uh, but it, it should be uh, a, a nice time to just lie out there. You know, I got a hammock from my backyard. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And free. I love it. It's this freestanding hammock. Boom, put it in the sun. If it's too hot, move it under the tree. Amazing. Lie out there, enjoy everything. Have you uh, have you had a chance to use it yet? Well, I used it for five minutes the other day, the other <laughs> evening. And I was looking around at my grass, and I realized it needed to be mowed. So I hopped up, and then I mowed <laughs> the whole lawn. And <laughs> by that point, I had to go to something else. I mowed the lawn for the purpose of like enjoying my hammock on the freshly cut grass. Yeah, Right. And then, as soon as I was done mowing the lawn, I had to go somewhere else. So I packed up the hammock, and that was it. I haven't used it since. So, Never again. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe who knows? Maybe tonight. I don't know. Um, but it's great. I don't know if we should.
1: Uh, I mean, we said it was going to be a segment, but mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I think you know we should just we should just only do the segment.
0: Well, I think what Brandon's alluding to is. Our baseball team. We had our first game last night, and as you can tell, we lost. Yeah, it was. uh, We got our butt spanked. We did terrible. The slate slate saints just did not. We were very saintly last night. No, we were not. We did not. We did not play our best game. We'll say that right now. It was not what it could be. Stay tuned though, because we're still we're we're winning the whole thing. We're confident. Now (laughs) you and I. I mean, we had a pretty good play. Yeah, yeah, we well we had a full on collision. Oh, we had it, yeah. We did. That was uh that was a fun one. But hey, we, we got the out. That's what counts. We got the out there. Sacrifice the body. Who cares? We had a good relay uh-huh. from
1: uh my brother. Uh yes. Left field tracks it down, throws yep. it in.
0: I, yep. I I pivot. Quick relay. Right to third. You you had the guy tag. Boom, tag him out. Yeah, we had that Easy. guy beat. Yeah. That guy uh y- you know, he um he's been having a bad day today. I know oh, it. He's pff. been reliving that moment nonstop in his mind. Yeah. And uh, so I'd say, you know, our team may have lost, but we definitely won. (laughs) (laughs) Worst (laughs) leaders ever. (laughs) Sorry to throw all
1: you guys under the bus, but... uh. (laughs) No, I'm thinking of some good plays by Dan. Nice hit. Good catch by Andrew. Okay, yep. Uh, I mean, great pitching from Jason. Yes, yes. Uh, These are all characters that will come up in this uh, this segment. So, you know, we may have lost on the
0: score sheet, but Slate Saints... In our hearts, we won. We're still winning. It was only our first game. It's our first game. And we were playing the first place team. So uh, that's a a terrible excuse. (laughs) But stay tuned because we're going to be doing better. Absolutely. Uh, So anyways. But hey, um, we've got a great show up ahead. We're really excited. Just a little later on in our deep dive segment, we actually put out a post on Instagram today uh, where we were asking people to send in some questions that you might have. And we're looking forward to answering some of these should I'm, be, should I'm be fun. Excited. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun time to just uh, answer some of what you guys are thinking and see where that goes. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. But first coming up next, we have slate recommends. Okay, here we go. It's time for Slate Recommends, where we recommend things that have been influencing our lives in a positive way and we think could impact your life in a positive way. So, uh, Brandon, what do you got for us this week? Well, I, I mean, we want to rephrase this recommend section a little bit.
1: Yep. And and make sure that we, we understand this is not just for books or podcasts. But, True. But just adding value to our lives. And I, I think that there are many things that add value to our lives. And I just say that because... I mean, even for us, to read a book a week would be a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. We're just recommending what we're reading. Yeah. But there is some really good stuff that we have been reading. Uh, we wanted to start with a, one. Uh, we're not really recommending a book as much as an author. Right. But uh, John Maxwell. Yes. Mr. John Maxwell. <laughs> the doctor. I, th- I think he's got I a doctor. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Even if it's just honorary. I mean. So what? He doesn't even need a doctor. He's, no, he doesn't. He's his own category. Yep. You know, there's a bachelor's degree, master's degree, doctorate degree, and Maxwell. (laughs) You're Maxwellian. (laughs) So true. Um, So, uh, I mean, John Maxwell, if you haven't read John Maxwell, I mean, in all of the leadership content that is out there, uh, he's certainly one that you're going to want to read. He's a a prolific author. He's um, in many ways faith-based. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's just solid. I mean, whether whether you're in the church or or don't attend a church, he he's the kind of guy that you want to listen to. His his principles stand the test of time. Yes, uh, I know there's a couple of books that you've really enjoyed by him. Yeah, I know there's a couple that I have.
0: Well What's your favorite Maxwell book?
1: Well, I I mean, I really loved uh, the Twenty One Irrefutable Laws of yeah, Leadership. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, that's uh, that's one of his classics. That's probably the best place to start, actually. Yeah. It pro- probably is yeah. the the starting place. Yep. Yeah, I'm reading through the, the 100 collection right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that this is one you've already worked through. But uh, I'm reading his book on uh, attitude. Cool. And, I mean, it just it makes you feel pretty junky about like how you've <laughs> carried yourself throughout life. He just yeah. calls out all the negative attitudes. Yeah, totally. And, and uh, actually really talks on a lot of the stuff that we were talking about uh, on our previous podcast.
0: Yeah, right. Right. Uh, pre- previous episode. Yep. But
1: uh, yeah, those are two. Uh, what, what's one of your favorites of
0: my ultimate favorite John Maxwell book is today matters. And he talks about like seizing the power of today oh, and how every day matters and you can make every day a masterpiece. Oh, and I think good. he outlines 12 ways to make every day a masterpiece. Something that's like awesome. That. The cool thing about John Maxwell is, you know, sometimes you read like a leadership book or whatever. Um, and it's like really inaccessible. Yeah. And it's, maybe it's in language that's really difficult to read. And those are great, too. Yep. But I love that pretty much anybody can open a John Maxwell book, oh, yeah. uh, whether you've never read anything on leadership or whether you're writing books on leadership yeah. and you get stuff out of it. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's simple. It's straightforward. You get something out of it no matter who you are, where you are in life. Yeah, And I, I like it, it really has impacted my life in a positive way, his books yeah. and his writing.
1: No, he's uh, he's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of author. Yeah. Uh, another book that I, I really like from him. In fact, I haven't even made my way through the whole book. It's just the title really says it all, but sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Uh huh. That's good. <laughs> it's just
0: like... Yeah.
1: This guy just has all those kind of principles up his sleeve. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, he's awesome. So if you haven't read anything by Maxwell, or maybe you've read Maxwell... Uh, certainly, uh, we recommend just picking up more of Maxwell. I think it's going to make you a better leader, better yeah. parent, better uh, family member, better Wh- Whatever coworker. you are. Yeah, Whatever you are, it's going to make you better in life, yeah. uh, and, it, and it's rooted in some solid principles. That's right.
0: What else do you got for us, Luke? All right, so I'm going to recommend a book that I have not yet read. So Dangerous. if you read it and it's terrible... I'm sorry, all right? (laughs) I have
1: a feeling it's not going to be, though. I
0: I have a feeling it's not either. I'll tell you what. I will read it, and I'll report back. But the book is called Lost Connections. Um, It's by an author named Johan Hari. And it's Lost Connections, and sort of the, the subtitle is Uncovering the Real Cause of Depression and the Unexpected Solutions. And I heard him on a podcast, and he was saying some really interesting things around the idea of depression and what causes it and how it can be overcome. And I think, you know, in the world that we live in right now, depression just seems to run rampant. Yeah. It's all over the place. And I think it's so fantastic to read a book like this, yeah. to get a better handle on what it is, on how we can take proactive steps to not being depressed as yeah. people. Um, And I'm really excited to dive into that and see what he has to say from uh, yeah. the point of view of a psychologist. And we'll see. I have no idea whether it's good or not, but... It seems like it's going to be good. It's getting good reviews and it's uh, getting featured in all the right places, whatever that means. But yeah, it seems like it's going to be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, this is one of those ones I'm uh, I'm interested in as well.
1: I uh, I got to start with uh, the Coddling of the American Mind, though. That's right. That's what if we I, recommended last yeah, week. Yeah. If
0: I'm going to work through one right now, that's mine. That that's the one to to start with. I agree. But so uh, we'll see. I, I think it could be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's so, many, there's so much good stuff out there right now. I mean, my bookshelf yeah. has four books I could recommend on it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like, you know, what, are, what do you prioritize during this season?
0: Yeah, it's so true, isn't yeah. it? But anyways, hopefully uh, out of what we said today, you can pick something up and, uh, and uh, get going on that. It's, uh, all of this stuff is good. It really is. And um, it's definitely stuff that we've been enjoying and have loved.
1: And it's a little bit better than our last recommend session.
0: Yeah, that was just a crash and burn. Segment. (laughs) Segment was the word I was looking for last week. Whatever. It It, was a crash and burn. Let's not call it a segment. It was a session. It was a session. (laughs) It
1: was a session session
0: in uh, what not to do during recommends segment. (laughs) But, hey, whatever. I hope you all have been enjoying that random App name that I recommend <laughs> Sparrow. Sparrow's what everybody's I downloaded Sparrow. Sparrow's yeah. had a, <laughs> a four thousand
1: percent increase in their downloads. It's amazing.
0: They don't know what's going on. They're um, getting increased funding. It's yeah, apparently. But uh, anyways, it was actually called Spark. <laughs> yeah. So so
1: make sure don't don't download Sparrow. All right. Or final may- maybe. Uh, final recommend. uh I got a lot of questions about this little bag that I pull out of my backpack. (laughs) And I know I've talked about it at least at some point. Uh But uh, I thought, you know, I might as well just recommend everybody go out and get their own. Because Mm -hmm. then I could stop being asked what mine is. Right. But I have this little bag. You have one. Very similar. Yeah, I do. You pull it out of your backpack. It's a cord organizer. Sure. If you are over the age of 18 and you (laughs) don't have a cord organizer... Get your act together. <laughs> Go get yourself. No long, I mean, I feel like it, a cord organizer is the perfect product for like a TV advert, like as seen on TV. Oh, ad. totally. You know, yeah.
0: shopping channel. Do yeah. you struggle with cords being wrapped around your arms? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are, you, are you wrapped up in cords? And it's just, just like this picture of a person just like totally wrapped, it, like in cords, <laughs> just over exaggerated, weighed down by these cords.
1: To, Do you have a place to be and you can't find the cord that you need?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just a person looking through this giant box of tangled cords and they're just throwing their hands up in the air, us, pulling right. their hair out. Have you been in a life
1: defining position and haven't been able to know what cord to use? <laughs>
0: I mean, I think I it's can a per- s- I can see it. I can see the picture like somebody trying to jam a cord into their phone <laughs> that doesn't work. Then you need the cord organizer. Yeah. Uh, in fact, maybe we just do this, and we just
1: get slate branded cord organizers. I mean, that's a cool. Idea. I, I don't know, but uh, cord organizer changed changed our lives. <laughs> I mean, Jesus changed our lives, uh-huh. and a close second would be the cord organizer. Close, so close second, yeah. If uh, if you do not have a cord organizer, go get yourself one. Never lose a cord again, or your money back, or your money back, yeah. <laughs> For uh, you, just take it back to that's winners right. or wherever you got it best Buy or
0: who knows wherever you got it amazon i don't know amazon's hard to return did you did did, this is kind of totally unrelated did you hear about this week there was um uh, a man he's a businessman and he was giving the commencement speech at a university okay and in his commencement speech he said that he was going to clear the debt of the entire graduating class the school debt what? D he you didn't hear about this? Isn't that interesting? I well I think I did. He's like a billionaire. Yeah, he's worth like five billion dollars or something like okay. that. And um But I thought I saw this like this was years ago. This was just this past week. Yeah, this past week. Okay. I, I can't remember any of the details, so it's terrible reporting right now. But oh, yeah, okay. he um he gave the commencement speech and in it he said, And you know, I'm going to pay your school debt for everybody and uh wiped it clean. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> he um That's cool. I I couldn't even imagine like being one of those students and hearing that. What a thing. And, you know, he was, I I think it was something like he was talking about some of the breaks that he got in life and, um, you know, received advice, like to make sure that you pay it forward more or less. And he essentially commissioned everybody to do the same as he did this. It's a pretty amazing thing. Um, I think it was something like $40 million or something like that. And, uh, I love it. I think that that's really cool to have the ability to do that and then to actually do it. It's pretty no amazing. Kidding. I totally didn't have to. But anyways, that's completely unrelated. But there you go. And we recommend you go give that guy a shout out. <laughs> Whoever he is. It's wonderful. Yeah, whatever Whatever whatever. We probably is. should know who it is. I honestly just saw like the headline. Yeah, um, I'll probably read the story, actually, a little later. But it's pretty cool.
1: So um, surprise, that, uh, Slate Forum Podcast is going to be... Continue our recommend section for the next couple of weeks. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say something we couldn't follow through on, so better not to put that out. There. What,
0: like wipe away everybody's school day? <laughs> that's, right, that's listening. You have that would get uh, listenership way through the roof. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, we're, we're sorry, we're not going to do that. But, <laughs> anyways, uh, coming up next, we've got our deep dives, so stay tuned. All right. Here we go. We were just discussing off mic and we've decided to um, not call this our deep dive this week, although we're going to continue that as a segment in future episodes. But we thought, hey, when we uh, put a question out on Instagram or wherever else we do kind of an an, an ask us anything, anything type format, we thought, let's make that its own type of segment that we do on the forum. And that sounds really fun. And we're calling it. You asked for it. Love it. It's a great name. You asked for it. And so here are some of the questions that are coming through just to set this up. We're just going to randomly pick them yeah. and we're going to answer them as best we can yeah. and see what happens here. And ho- hopefully it just gets the conversation going. I'm sure that it will.
1: We're not even really cherry picking these questions. We're just going to, they're quite random uh, and we're just going to go yep. for it. I, I think this is going to be a very popular segment. We already have a ton of questions that have come in.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. And note that these are questions that... Uh, there are some leadership questions, some life questions, some, uh, kind of weird, random questions, yeah. some church questions, all kinds of stuff. So I'm sure there's something in here that will pique your interest and we'll be able to relate to you as well. So we're just going to pick a random one here. I'm just scrolling. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Why don't we, um, not we start with this, what are some key things that have influenced or shaped your leadership? It's a great question. Wow. So these are big questions that's big <laughs> to be uh, asked on the spot but uh, go ahead
1: I think answering them on the spot is good though because yeah. you know big things Gut impacted reaction. you for a long time I mean the biggest thing that comes to mind is is my dad mm-hmm. uh, my dad certainly impacted my leadership more than uh, yeah more probably more than anything yeah I, I just saw a guy that was uh, used by God time and time again a guy who's very humble I mean he's has a very if you will prominent position in his workplace, sure um, and he 's been working through his university degree for the last few years, but he only has his grade twelve, uh, but he 's just always had a faith in in what God can do in him. Uh, he understands that where his gaps are, God covers for yeah yep. and uh, and so I mean that 's one of the biggest things uh, that has impacted my leadership okay. Uh,
0: phrase that question again. I want to make sure that what we're are the answered. What are some of the key things that have influenced or shaped your leadership?
1: Yeah, so I think the, the answer there really is like people. Like there have been key people yeah. in, my, in my life that have shaped my leadership. Another uh, instance of this would be I was pre- prepping for a, a conference and uh, I gave my, my youth pastor a shout-out. Mm-hmm. Or not a, a shout-out, a, a call. Uh, giving him a shout-out now. But <laughs> I, I called him after you know not being in his youth group for like 10 years and uh it's it's just amazing you know when when people have influence over you i mean they shape your leadership for years yeah uh
0: it's yeah absolutely i think for me one of the first things that comes to my mind is um just having been given opportunities yeah and like people just giving me a go yeah. taking a chance yeah and really stepping into things that were too big for me yeah and sometimes doing very well other times doing mediocre other times just failing at things, but being able to have that chance to do things and try things and learn things that that's been massive. I think when it comes to leadership, just giving it a shot and and even maybe on my own, sometimes just stepping out and stepping into something that I didn't have all the answers for and having to figure that out along the way. Yeah. That's been big, right? Like I know that we've both experienced that many times in our lives is actually just stepping into something without having a clear, exact, this is 100% how it's going to go, but just jumping in anyways and learning by doing and failing and failing forward. I think that that has been massively impactful on me and thankful like you to have people in my life who gave me those opportunities that didn't need to give me those opportunities. But I'm thankful that they did. So Absolutely. I would say, you know, we talked about this in our first ever episode of the forum a little bit as well, yep. where we talked about that 1075 7 5 rule. Yep. And uh, so if you never listened to that first episode and you really like this question, back. yeah, go back and listen to our deep dive on that first episode where we talk about this a little more. But um, yeah, that, 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 those are certainly a couple things I would say that, that have influenced, impacted our leadership. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to another question. Here's a fun one. Uh, favorite memories of entering adulthood. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I I met my wife Emma uh, as I was entering into adulthood. Mm-hmm. I mean, one like I know this will sound pretty sappy, but like one of my favorite memories that I have of entering into childhood is holding Emma's hand for the first time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like it's this moment that's been burned into the back of my brain is like a moment where I realized like, wow, like life is really happening in this moment. And yeah, we were at a conference. Of course, that was the first night I met you too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Wait, wait. So
0: the first night you held Emma's hand was the first night you met me. Yeah. I wonder if there's any like correlation. Oh, there's got to be. For sure. For sure. (laughs) I don't know what it means, but it it seems important. Magic connection. Oh, it here. seems very important. You're welcome, Brandon.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I met. A l- <laughs> I mean, I met a, an entire group that was from Waterloo that night, and sure. that gave me like That was the beginning rumblings of a heart for Waterloo. I met mm-hmm. you. I met uh, you know your parents, your whole family. Right. Held them the same. That was a great night. Just a monumental night in my life. Yeah, you met me. <laughs> yeah, what I'm really saying is that's the night I met you. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew it. I knew it. But uh yeah I mean that's that's, cool. that's a memory uh, coming into, in into adulthood yeah, for that's sure a, that's a, yeah burned, burned in my mind, like I could probably walk you through that entire night. that's actually really cool that it it I finished it with some friends mind. uh chucking grapes at me from a high rise <laughs> like what in the world?
0: <laughs> well, hey, why not? you can remember that too yeah well, that's a, a childish act, childish act in adulthood.
1: Yeah, that was me walking away from the childhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was that was
0: the. Uh, I'm not, yeah, not was... playing these games, kids. <laughs> I think for me, one of my favorite memories. It, it's hard. Like, there's many favorite memories. Some of them good, some of them bad. I can remember landing in Australia, uh, and I realize, oh my goodness, yeah. I'm 18, <laughs> uh, and I am totally by myself, and I have to figure this stuff out on my own because that, that was it. Right. I, I went there for school yeah. and like, it was far from my family. And at the time, uh, again, being 18, like whatever, I could do anything I wanted. I was invincible. And, yeah. uh, but at the same time I, I had to learn a ton of les- lessons really quick. Totally. And it was a, it was a good experience to have that for myself. It made me grow up pretty fast and learn to take care of myself in a, in an interesting way. And so that, that was a fun memory. And then there's all the memories that come along with that, right? Like you make new friends and you meet these people and you're all learning this new life together. And so it becomes friends for life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have some friends from that time and it's not like we talk all that often, but my goodness, because of what we what we went through together, mm-hmm. we're, I know I could pick up the phone and it would be just like old times. It's like immediate connection. I think, oh, that, I think absolutely. that's such a you cool shared, thing. You shared that moment in, in your lives together. Yeah, exactly. And and it's unique to only you. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. And so those are some some fun memories. I'm sure there's many more that we could dig into, but we've also got lots more questions. So yeah. why don't we skip into a few others? Well, uh, okay. Here's a question that we already answered earlier in the podcast. How about the Saints franchise opener? That's our baseball team. What are your thoughts? Well, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Only ask us if you know know that
1: we won. Don't be insensitive. Yeah, Josh Weber. (laughs) (laughs) Who who asked that question? He's on the team. Who's on the team? Who's on the team? Joshua, you know. I mean, Joshua is one of the more competitive people that we know. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I think he's just
0: wanting us to share in his ongoing discouragement (laughs) I think so too Um, okay here's a cool question each of you have different styles of preaching where do you both pull from and who do you listen to Yeah, uh, that's a (laughs) cool question isn't it I mean we talk about this all the time sure we do yeah Uh, why don't you uh, why don't you start that off Luke yeah I think um, I think preaching is an interesting um, calling yeah, It's an interesting uh, opportunity. It's something that I know we both feel the weight of and we both feel the responsibility of when it comes to preaching. And because of that, we are always trying to get better at it. Yeah. We want to do the best we can to deliver God's word. We ultimately know that it's not our words that will change people's lives, but it's God's word That's that will right. change people's lives. But we want to make sure that we do the best job in presenting that, that we make it clear that it's structured, that it communicates well to people. And that, I mean, that's an excellence thing, right? We don't want to get up and be like, well, here are a couple thoughts that I just threw together this morning, but didn't put any effort into. We would never want to do that. And so um, like the art of speaking itself is something that we are often thinking about and trying to get better at ourselves and I would say that we listen to a wide, wide, wide range of different speakers. I know I personally do. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody from a Stephen Furtick, T.D. Jake style to um, uh, more teaching style, even like um, John Mark Comer, this yeah. kind of style to uh, Brian Houston, um, Christine Kane, all over the map, really a, a whole bunch of people. And of course, they all, all have um, things that are similar to one another and things yeah. that are different and not, none of them are right or wrong. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, okay, we're going to listen to these people, but develop our own voice also. That's right. And that's like a long process to, to find. I don't think that developing your own voice necessarily comes overnight, but no. it's importantly, to, it's, it's important to uh, go and move in that direction. And, um, and when we both have different styles of prep as well, which we can talk about in, in, a in a minute, maybe. But uh, what about you? Like, who are some of the people that you would be listening to? And
1: yeah, very similar answer for me that everything that Luke just said, I I mean, would really describe the way that I uh, prepare and even listen to different speakers myself. Uh, You know, I take intentional times where I don't listen to speakers uh, so that I make sure that I am developing my own voice and I'm not just trying to be like somebody else. But when sure. I am intentionally listening to different speakers to sharpen up on this craft of communication, I'm listening to people like Judah Smith. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, Carl Lentz. Yep. A guy Absolutely. named uh, Mark Clark, who's yes. actually Canadian he's, and he's awesome. And on the West Coast. I think that, you know, it d- would reflect in maybe the stylistic uh, choices of communication that I make, like a, a lot more narrative based and yep. free flowing. But uh, again, I, I often take a lot of breaks from uh, anybody that I do listen to, only because I, I don't want to sound like somebody else. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to just take, uh, you know, the way that they prepare. Or I, I don't want. I don't want to be them. I want to be me. Yeah. And uh, and so I mean, those are those are a few of them. Uh, Luke also mentioned a, a few of the others that I also listen to. Yeah. But I mean, preparation is probably one of the biggest differences in our uh, in the way that we speak.
0: Probably. Yeah. I mean. I, um, my prep looks a lot different. I I sit down, I do like a lot of writing, a lot of writing and, uh, researching and we'll, we'll honestly like manuscript out messages, like just write the entire thing out. Yeah. And, um, it doesn't necessarily get delivered that way, but it helps me organize my thoughts when I write it out that way. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just something that I've been doing and it, it seems to be working. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily the right or the only way to be doing it, but it's what works for me. And I've, uh, been okay with that. What is tough about that is that it takes a lot of time yeah. to do so. What is good about that is that it forces me to take a lot of time yeah. to do so. Otherwise, you know, I could probably just put the main three points down and some bullet points underneath that and, uh, probably could go off that, but it's, it sort of forces me to, uh, really hone in on the thoughts and hammer down to uh, really kind of the meat of what it is that I want to communicate and, and get that out there. And so I, I definitely enjoy it. It's uh well, it, I think it's like any creative endeavor mm-hmm. where you both love it and at times you struggle through it, yeah. but it makes you stronger because of the struggle. Yeah. And I, I've appreciated that. What, what I like about doing it that way is, um, you know, I can look back in my, Google docs and like see all my old sermons, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And they're, they're sort of there and ready to go. Um, w- what about you when it comes to prep? Yeah. My, I
1: mean, my prep is so fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one, one big reason that I, I would have, I would find it really hard to coach somebody else in speaking. Sure. Just because the way that I speak, I, I think you have to be a very certain kind of person to be able to make it work. Yeah. Otherwise you could actually just pass it off as laziness. Right. But I'm very intentional, as you know. Yes. Yeah. In just learning uh, principles and theology. Um, theology is, is a, a bit of a, like, a, a, it's actually quite a, a large interest for me. And mm-hmm. I, seem to, I, I seem to just soak it up in a way that um, I love pondering uh, new concepts and, and sure. maybe not just new concepts, but old concepts and wrestling with them and, and knowing how all of theology actually fits together. Right. And so I spend a lot of time uh, reading and mulling over topics, and I'm an audio-visual learner as well. And so, I I mean, I'm having a lot of conversations all the time with different leaders and pastors and and theologians of that sort. And so I'm constantly writing messages, Mm -hmm. and uh, what I find is that because I'm also, um, uh, I guess I would say I'm I'm highly relational to an extent... Mm -hmm. Um, I often go into a week uh, just getting a feel for where our church is at sure. and uh, where we need to go. And then I'm pulling from all these different principles and things that I've been reading over the last number of months. And, and sometimes the principles go as far back as years. Yeah. And then uh, the way that I prep is, is I, um, I try to get uh, that right story, uh, or at least the narrative from Scripture that we're going to start with, yes. have, a, have as a starting point. I read a few different commentaries on that. But then I really allow God to speak to my heart once I have all the, the necessary uh, studying done. Yep. And I just try to simplify it down over and over and over again uh, to just a few points that can direct a narrative as I go up on the platform. And so it makes it a lot harder to speak these messages again. Sure. Um, but uh, what I found is that it doesn't matter. Like Anybody who creates, it's, it's like you know your creation better than anything. You know yeah. it better than yeah, yeah, totally. You know the saying, I know it better than the back of my hand. And, uh, and so I still find that no matter if I go speak somewhere else and, and I feel like I need to pull, pull out a message, it's just, it's just like written into your heart yeah, in a completely different way. So, I mean, my preparation looks very different week to week. Um, often I'm getting started on it Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. and uh, heading into the weekend. I am I'm spending a good chunk of, on Saturdays sure. and even Sunday mornings, just, just letting it really live in me. And when I get up on the platform, the biggest goal is to just allow what God's, um, uh, I want to Carl Lentz. I think he says I want to deliver it how how it was given to me. Yeah, right. And uh, often that's in a passionate kind of way.
0: Yeah. If you're interested in preaching and it's something that you want to pursue in your life, I would also recommend. I know Brian Houston released a list of like 21 rules for the platform for or, something or something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And you should go and check that out. There's a good recommend. It's yeah. a fantastic resource. It's really challenging. It's really eye opening. Um, it's convicting in many ways. And so I would say, go and and take a look at those things. Those are things that, um, I I know that we both often reflect on and and make sure that we're hitting on those types of things when it comes to our prep and, and and our preaching as well. It's, it's really important.
1: And if you are interested in in preaching, like tell, tell your pastor. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that there are like people that are, are hiding in the shadows wanting to, Yeah. And either they're not allowing that gift to develop, or um, they've misunderstood maybe a calling to that to that uh, um, to preaching. Maybe maybe it actually isn't a calling that's on your life, or uh, you know you're trying to pursue that calling of preaching in your own strength versus uh, the strength of the local church. Yeah, and there's a lot of manipulation involved in that. So just surface it
0: so that it can be developed or um, called out. Yeah. Well, here's a really great question. It says do you get people serving where there is need or where they can flourish, and why? <laughs> I know that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a
1: bit of a false dichotomy in there. Uh, a false dichotomy is opposing two things that don't need to be opposed. So I think that it, it all kind of depends on where uh, where your your ministry or where your church or where your organization is actually at. Because there's going to be times where you actually have to expect more out of your leaders, uh, because the organization needs it and you don't have specific skills, uh, lined up so that everybody can just be in the place where they're going to flourish. I think what we look for as a church is we're looking for leaders that are generically able to just move people, right? Move people from one place to another, whether that be with vision or task or, or whatever else. And so, I mean, I think we would always value uh, a leader, somebody who can inspire people, um, but uh that's not to say that we don't want people where they can flourish. It mm-hmm. just means that we want a can do attitude um, yeah. every time, so like even if we can get you in a place where you're going to flourish, which is hopefully always mm-hmm. uh, but it's just not it isn't always the case yeah um the hope is that if you 're in there, I mean you're not holding so tightly to a to a role that you can't be moved at any point yeah. into something else. I think of one of our leaders, his name is Nathan Lambert, and mm-hmm. he's phenomenal, yes. And I mean he was leading a good portion of our creative team for for some time. Yep. But he just happened to be the best leader that seemed to be able to be moved. Yeah. And we moved him over our family's ministries and he had no history of family ministries. Really. That's right. Really? Yeah, that's right. And uh I mean that's those are the kind of leaders that we're looking for, leaders that are willing to go. I never thought I would do this and you know they don't the first thing they don't say to you is, "Well, I don't feel called to do that." Sure. It's like, "Well, wait, I mean, that's not, that's not what this is about. Yeah. And so I would say, yeah, I I mean, both and because Nate flourishes in leadership roles. Right. But we also, also put them where we, where it's needed. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I would totally agree with that. You know, we love it when, um, we love it when anybody, and we want to try and have this attitude too, but just this this spirit that says, yes, is the answer. What is the question? That's right. And just willing to jump in Gap fillers, be a gap filler, be a gap filler. Whatever needs to get done, just hopping into position, and and, and holding that position both tightly and loosely. And loosely. Yeah, and, and I think that it's it's really incredible because oftentimes um, people get put into a position where they didn't think they might flourish, and they didn't know how much they would flourish in that position. Yeah. And you see people just grow and thrive and do so well in a place that they maybe would have never stepped in. And I think it's so cool what God can do when there is an area of need and God's got some bigger plan. He's got a bigger purpose. And somebody steps into that area of need that wouldn't normally do that. But either, you know, as a as a leader, as pastors, we say, hey, we really would love for you to step into this position and take it right now. Yeah. And God the whole time was like, haha, that's exactly what I needed to have happen. Yeah. And the person just flourishes in their leadership. And who knows? Maybe later they go into the more obvious position for them. That's right. But they maybe only could have ever stepped in that more obvious position with the authority and the ability that they have because of that time of growing in the position where there was just a need that had to be filled. Yeah, that's right. And exactly as you were saying, Brandon, I think it's so important when people are able to just step in wherever because they understand that ultimately, if we're we're talking about the church here, um, any place in the church is a place where you can flourish. You can flourish within the church. And the sub-teams and areas and ministries within the church – um, yeah, there's going to be places where maybe your giftings will lend themselves more, um, uh, appropriately and maybe not, but it, it doesn't mean that just because your giftings don't line up perfectly yeah. with the task that is needed to be done, yeah. that you're not going to be able to learn and flourish and grow in that area. So, yeah, I think that we, we often try and and it's so funny because oftentimes it really reveals the heart and character of a person. So when true. they're willing to step into an so area true. of need instead of just a place where they think they can flourish, because I think when people start thinking themselves, and this is not exactly the heart of the question, we know, but if a person yeah. themselves thinks, "I just want to go where I can flourish," um, hey, we're, we're not here to be selfish. That's where right. It's like where can I go so that the church will flourish? Why? Where can I go so exactly. that um, exactly, exactly, uh, the name of Jesus can be glorified? Where can I? Because as soon as we're like, "I just want to go where." I'm going to grow and where I'm going to get better and where the spotlight's going to be on me and where it all becomes very me, 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 me focused. Whereas that's not the point at all. We really want to build God's church. And if that means that, you know, I'm going to be doing this role that I didn't think I would be doing. So be it because that's that's the mission of what we're doing here. And I know I can flourish within that mission within God's church. So it's so good. Yeah. We kind of would see it that way. Absolutely. All right. Let's see what else we got. This is fun. Okay, uh, I'm going to call this person out as well. Jared Moore, <laughs> he asked, how do you play baseball? Well, Jared, um, not like we did last night.
1: Jared, you're on our baseball team. There's no way you should be asking this
0: question after you already played. Jared, this is a very concerning question. It may be, in Time. hindsight, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's not even here to defend himself. Good. Poor Jared. Um, Jared, you'll keep learning. You did a good job last night, man. Well done. Way to stand in there. Yeah, you, you you did well. Uh, I don't think we need to answer this question. You know how to play baseball. Uh, okay. Here's a funny question. Is it true the tighter the jeans and looser the shirt, the more spiritual one is <laughs> <laughs> tighter, the jeans, looser the shirt. I,
1: I don't know. I mean, there's a bit of a shift happening with pants. I think, yeah, I think it's going to, it's going to flip
0: the yeah. looser. The jeans, the tighter the shirt. Yeah, and I really don't like that. <laughs> Listen, I yeah, we'll see, we'll see if the baggy jeans make their full comeback. Everything's comes full circle. We'll see. I I, I just already know
1: that I'm not going to be able to grow with culture in in a, in some respects. But in some ways, that's okay, man. I mean,
0: you got three kids. Yeah. Boom. You can just settle in. They're just going to know that dad wears tight jeans and that's just his thing. I wonder if tight jeans in 20 years are going to be the equivalent of the person you would see walking around now in like acid wash jeans or something like yeah. from the 80s. Or...
1: or are like tight black jeans going to be the new New Balance
0: white shoes? Yeah, exactly. For dads. Like, <laughs> oh, all dads are wearing tight <laughs> black be, jeans. Yeah, yeah, 25 years from now, there's going to be a whole bunch of dads standing in a backyard around a barbecue and they're all going to be wearing tight jeans and Yeezys or something like that. And uh, all kids all the, are, you, you guys are lame. It's, it's so dumb. There's going to be all these Instagram meme accounts talking about, you know, Dad starter pack, and it's going to have tight jeans and like fashionable shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I hate like, it when Dad buys me birthday presents, <laughs> buys me tight black jeans. Yeah, this is this sucks. This sucks. I want those baggy jeans. <laughs> like,
1: I mean, hey, I don't know.
0: It, it could be. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, yes, uh, tighter the jeans, looser the shirt. I I mean, you don't want to go too loose. No, within reason here. Yeah, like, I mean, if you didn't, if you don't have a visual for how loose you're talking about, I mean, <laughs> I'm just picturing the loosest shirt that you've ever seen in your life.
0: That's true. Yeah, and that's nothing. There's nothing holy about that. Okay, here we go. Um, here's a big question. Oh, no. How to love well. In light of political events that can make make it hard to talk to friends who believe differently, wow, how to love well in light of political events events that can make it hard to talk to friends who believe differently i mean uh this is the first thing that comes to mind, and then I'll let you take it sure Luke.
1: but um, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's not love your neighbor's opinion or love your neighbor's political view or love uh, the disagreement. It's love your neighbor. I mean, we have to be able to associate an identity as a human from the, the ideologies of a human. It's so important, you know, and, and we, we can't, we can't negotiate our love based on whether or not someone thinks the same as us. Yeah, Uh,
0: man. That's, I think that's really good. Like if, if you needed to give like a one-sentence answer, one paragraph, I think that's it. We let's just let's write that down. Put it in our book. Well, thankfully, we recorded it. Oh, right, um, right, right. You know what? I think, I think that's important, what you said, because as soon as we start grouping people towards um, – it's that identity politics kind of game, yeah. right? And it becomes that us-versus-them mentality, and yeah. we need to stay far away from that. Um, because as soon as we're like, well, we believe this and they believe that – Yeah. And we are absolutely opposed to that. And because of that belief or that, um, whatever it is that they identify with, I'm not going to talk to them or I'm not going to, well, Hey, we're missing the point. And we are putting up a massive barrier and wall in front of us to be able to actually have relationship with a person. And if a person has a different idea than you, again, exactly as Brandon said, it doesn't mean that they, um, that they're not a person that needs to be loved and isn't going through some of the same difficult stuff that you're going through and deals with the same insecurities and Mm -hmm. deals with all of these things. And yeah, it's, it's, it's our job to love people. And that can be very different, uh, different and difficult to do depending on the circumstance, but we have to love people. And I loved what you said, you know, we don't have to love their ideas or opinions all the time, but we have to love the people yeah and we do.
1: I refuse to be categorized based on my, my ideas. Like, I, right. I think that there are so many labels that are way too broad uh, to, to be categorized by. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not conservative. I'm not liberal. I'm not, you know, in Canada, I'm not NDP. I'm not green party. Like every time I come up to a, a vote, I can honestly say that I approach it with a fresh, clean look. Right. And I go, okay, what, what, what party seems to be reflecting my values the most? And uh, and so I just, I, I think as soon as we come at these these from like categorizing people based on their ideas, we forget that we're all in this together. And ultimately, most people want, want the best thing. That's true. And if we can get to like best idea wins and not like you've been grouped into a, a thing and it means all this other stuff as well. Not necessarily loudest wins. Not necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I get that. So i mean it's it's gonna be hard. there are certainly sensitive things that we're gonna disagree on, and it's gonna be hard to
0: love people through that, but uh there are no caveats in in what jesus said and and I think what's interesting with that is that the the more that you love people and proactively love not not yeah. with a not with a hidden agenda to I'm gonna store up uh relational capital so that yeah. I can cash it all in when we come to a disagreement on something, yeah. not for that reason, yeah. but just because we love people, our neighbors, our friends, et cetera. It makes it easier when the disagreements come and when the differing attitudes and beliefs and et cetera come to actually just sit down and have a conversation that focuses um, around the thought rather than uh, the thought attached to the person. That's right. And so the person already knows, hey, we love each other and Mm -hmm. we can get in a heated debate on this and argument and disagree on this like crazy. But then we can walk out of this place still knowing that we love one another. That's right. And that's fine. That's right. And what a brilliant place that is to be. I mean totally what a healthier society if we could all do that it yeah. would be really important but it's it's not easy to love people all the time through that no. but we just got to find ways we we really do um so it's difficult but that's a great question all right how about another one here um here's another good question what would you tell someone who is trying to understand god only with logic rather than mm-hmm. using their heart How can a very logical thinker adopt childlike faith? That's good. That's a great question.
1: I would say the same thing to somebody who's only using logic to come to God. I would say the same thing to them as I would to the person only using their heart and emotions coming to God. And it's, hey, God wants all of us. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't stop stop at heart doesn't stop at mind doesn't stop at soul it says you need all of these things and it's similar to our last question like let's not let's not forget that that we are a whole being we are not our brains yeah we are not our hearts or emotion we are not the decisions we've made in the past we are all of these things that's right and uh and so i mean <laughs> To anybody that thinks that intellect is more important than emotion or emotion is more important than intellect or any of these kind of things, forgets that there is so much nuance to life. And we need all of these things operating and at different times operating more strongly than one another. And there is no line as to what needs to operate uh, more greatly when it comes to theology or faith because faith is not a component of our lives. It is it is meant to shape our entire lives. That's right. So it's meant to shape all our heart, our intellect, and our soul. And so, I mean, for somebody that's approaching the Bible from an intellectual perspective, I wonder if they would ask the same question back to you. Like, why do you only approach this thing from the heart? Sure. And I don't, I I mean, I have the benefit of not knowing who asked this question, but this is not a question that we haven't heard before. No, not at all. And so I, I know that there have been times where the person asking a question like this is actually blind to the fact that they're not using their intellect very well either. And again, I I I actually don't know who asked it. We don't need to don't need to know, but um, it's it's just important to know that on uh, no matter what you you approach in this life, you've got to approach it with with your whole being.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I think for people out there who are very logical thinkers as well, you know, there are many people who have come to faith in Jesus through just trying to think through it logically. Yeah, and think of C.S. Lewis. That's who I was thinking about. Like C.S. Right. Lewis is a great example, and trying to disprove Christianity. Yeah, even go read the book *Mere Christianity*. Uh, it's an incredible outline of exactly this, yeah. and just how logically he's like, "Oh wait, this makes sense." Yeah. Um, and, and there's many more authors as well that have have had similar experiences, and uh, many more Christians. But also, I think that sometimes we think that we are going to prove to somebody through our uh, apologetics, our argument for logically why God is who he says he is, that we're going to convince somebody. And sometimes we need to remember, (laughs) we need to humble ourselves a little bit and remember that we are not their Savior, but God is. That's right. And we actually need to give the Holy Spirit a little bit more Uh, credit, I think, and understand like, yeah, you know, we're going to represent God the best that we can. We're going to love people the best that we can. We're going to explain things the best that we can. If we're unable to explain something to somebody, we can be able to admit, listen, I I don't know the full answer, but I can uh, find you somebody who does or somebody who has thought about it in the way that you're thinking about it. Uh, That's one of the beautiful things I think about Christianity is the history that we have to draw on. And the amount of incredible genius thinkers that have oh, thought yeah. through this stuff, oh, yeah. and then also understanding that um, th- the Holy Spirit is what can really convict and grip somebody by the by the soul, yep. you know, and that that's a powerful thing. It's something that we can't do, and yeah, sometimes the way that people get there is through logical thinking. Yep. Other people, it's it's through. Um, an experience. An experience. a moment, and the, the logical thinking comes later, and, yeah. and that's wonderful. But we, we got to remember that God is on our side in it yep. and that he loves everybody, every single person, including the person who's trying to logically think about this. But again, there's tons of great resources all over the place.
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, I remember taking a logic class in university. Logic was the title, and, and we right. walked through the Bible just from a very like. So, in logic, the, the place that you start is you're using mathematical equations and you're inserti- inserting ideas and sentences and arguments into those uh, yeah. uh, mathematical formulas. And out pops whether or not it's logical or reasonable.
0: Right, right. And okay. I mean, you
1: do this with the Bible, and, and the same sure. thing comes out. I mean, for the logical person, I mean, it, it would be illogical to say that the Bible is illogical. <laughs> Yes. Because the Bible has stood the test of so many academics. Yeah. It's, it's stood the test of so many experiences in the human experience. Sure. And when you, when you really uh, start to understand, like even just church history, I mean, universities are the product of Christian thinkers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? sure.
0: Oh, and, many, many of the most famous universities started out as seminaries uh, all over the world. Yeah. Because
1: Christians, um, not just at that time, but I would argue even, even today, mm-hmm. Are, are quite logical people. They, they sure. want to understand the universe and the world that we live in. And uh, it, it has never, I've never really heard of, of anybody that, that started as a, as a Christian and logically worked th- themselves away from God. Right. And you hear so many of the reverse stories. Yeah. Um, and of course, we know that we're, we're in this, this Christian circle and we're hearing more of those stories likely. Yep. But uh, I mean, some of the greatest thinkers that are alive right now are still faith based people. Yeah. And it's because they understand that there are there are senses that we can understand and there's senses that we can't. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the the final thing that I might say on this is just that uh, there would be a great irony in the fact that this mysterious unknowable god or like th- there would be this great irony rather in in the fact that if we could understand completely yeah. who
0: god was, it wouldn't make him very mysterious. That's always been my my thing a little bit is like it's hard to comprehend, but it's good that it's hard to comprehend. Yeah. Again, if we could comprehend it, we would be God. Exactly. We wouldn't need God. Yeah. And so, again, I think that that might come from uh, like uh, the complex that sometimes we have as humans. Yeah. That it's like we need to understand everything. If everything. we can't explain every aspect of it, it's um, there's holes in it. Yeah. or Or it's not whatever. But yeah, it's like at some point we just got to understand that it's very hard for the creation to understand the fullness of its creator. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So. Well, hey, thank you guys for writing in all these questions. These were some great questions. We had a lot of fun doing you yeah. asked for it. What a cool segment. Um it's something that we're going to continue to do for sure. Oh, absolutely. We couldn't even get to all of them That's and right. there's more coming in, but we will do this again. We will certainly be doing this again. So look out for this again in the future and uh, follow us on Instagram and look for when we post these questions and uh, we would love to hear what you guys have to say and you can ask us anything at all. We're, we're happy to talk about it. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun to do that in the future as well. So thank you guys for sending that in and thank you for listening to the first ever installment of you asked for it. Right, well, that does it for this episode of the forum. Thanks for listening. We've had a lot of fun. Was that number six? I have no clue. I'm starting to lose mm. track. I, I think that that was number six, I want to say.
1: I can't wait until it's like number 52. Oh, that'll be cool. That'll be a yeah. year's worth of podcast. Be, yeah,
0: that'll be awesome. Well, I can't believe we've done
1: six already.
0: Yeah. It's like, it a just, month and a half of just recording. Wow. It, just, it flies by, actually. it's a It's a lot of fun. We're having a good time. We're hoping that you're enjoying listening to it. We've been receiving good feedback, which is awesome. And again, if you have other feedback, let us know. Drop us a line. Even topic ideas, all those types of things. We're interested uh, because we want to keep getting better at doing this. Absolutely. Make sure that you tell your friends. Share it with people. Post about it on social media. We want to get word out to as many people as we can about the forum. Thank thank you to those of you that are. Yeah. It's actually uh, been... The the uh,
1: the support and the uh, recommending that we've seen has just actually been sort sort of overwhelming. It's it's yeah. all across uh, the country, really. That's true. And uh, you, you know you, we don't won't won't quite say worldwide, but there have been worldwide recommends
0: as well. Yeah, and just seeing that happen, uh, we're just so thankful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, we've had people uh, from literally the opposite side of this country yeah. write in uh, you know, saying that they really enjoy it. And e- even saying like, uh, Hey, if you're looking for somebody to interview, uh, they, uh, were an author and we're, we're interested in what that may be in the future. We don't know, but it, it could be something we'll see.
1: Yeah. We're starting to get some really cool opportunities. Yeah. It's, it's already, uh, exceeding our expectations. And so we're yeah. thankful. So as Luke said, just remember, uh, the recommending, the sharing and all the rest is actually really matters to our podcast. So please continue to do that.
0: Please do that. Uh, Rate us in the iTunes store, subscribe. That really helps us as well. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, We understand that time is a valuable thing and that all of you who are listening are busy and we couldn't be more thankful for you taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It really means a lot to us. So thank you very much.
1: And we would just ask you, as we close this podcast down, that uh, you would consider praying for our baseball team. Slate Saints, (laughs) play on Mondays.
0: Pray fast, whatever it takes. (laughs) We need the help. (laughs) Hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.